It's five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome in, everyone, to the Patrick Johnson Show. This will be an extended Patrick Johnson Show as we take you up until 6.30 when Pirate Basketball starts over via the Pirate Sports Radio Network. I'm Philip Pilkington. That is Chris Cook. Wait, let me play that actual one. Woo! There you go, baby. Woo! Chris is Pirate Basketball. Uh, We are psyched to be bringing it to you. Unfortunately, obviously, it is a little bit of a sad day in Pirate Athletics. It'll be the first game uh, in a really long time without Jeff Charles calling the game. But uh, we still will bring it to you in its entirety. And uh, it should be a good one tonight as the Pirates get set to take on the Bearcats. I will be giving you scores. Chris, he gets to go. He gets to have a little more fun than me. He's oh, yeah, get, get a little bit of free dinner. Love, Always love that. Uh, and, yeah, enjoy some good Pirate basketball. I do want to say, uh, since you mentioned it, it's the first men's game since uh, – yeah the passing of Jeff Charles. Uh, they did a very beautiful, the first actual broadcast was the last women's game Sunday. They did a very beautiful moment of silence for him and a little tribute uh, to him. Scooter also did a great job, you know, kind of remembering him a little bit. That was nice. I'm hoping we see some similar uh, tonight. Yeah, no, they've, uh, we've got, it's going to be a different pregame show than what you're used to. Uh, David Horn has cooked some stuff up. So we really appreciate David and all he does. You know, he's somebody that does not get mentioned a lot. Uh, you hear him reading out the sponsors every now and again. We thank him at the end, but he does a wonderful job. Oh, yeah, he's the man. Shout out to my man, David. Producer. And he, he's put together something really special for tonight. So we do appreciate David and all he does, and he was a close friend of Jeff's. Speaking of Scooter, uh, Scooter's going to join us in the second segment and kind of talk to us about the inspiration that Jeff Charles was to him, uh, much like what Patrick has had the last uh, two days with guests. Scooter's going to do that here with us today. So he's going to join us around 5.15. We we thank him. We actually texted him very last minute, and he was good enough to come on. So oh, yeah, really appreciate you, that. We did. We texted him super last minute. But I know it's something he wants to talk about, too. I know he loved Jeff. He, I remember he mentioned Sunday. Jeff kind of got him wanting to do you know what he's doing now with broadcasting and stuff. So I'm sure he would love to you know remember the life. Yeah, no, I think you will. And shout out to you, Cookie, because it was your idea to text Scooter. So, uh, oh yeah, I think we should have him on way more. Yeah, so it was Cookie's idea. You know, he mentioned everything he just mentioned just now, then to me, um, and he's like, dude, we gotta have Scooter on. So, um, I feel bad I didn't think about it earlier, but definitely excited to have Scooter on today. Uh, segment. As the show goes on, obviously we're going to talk a little pirate basketball, just pirate news in general here in a moment, and then we're going to get into the scooter thing uh, about Jeff and then kind of get into news of the day, what's going on. Um, kind of a slow day in sports, but there's some big things going on just around this weekend. we got Daytona 500 qualifying tonight. We'll talk a little bit about that, talk about Tiger Woods playing in the Genesis Open, as well as some news with the Panthers and other NFL things. And then we'll wrap it all up for you in the final segment, and then I will be doing the pregame show. Uh, Cookie's got to get on over to the arena and uh, I'll take you in to network coverage, kind of doing a true basketball pregame show there the last half hour. Yeah, you know, i got to leave, get the free food. 
Or what are you hoping for tonight? Pizza or subs? Uh, okay, the pizza was fire last time. They had a little bit of everything. You know, they had like the Supreme going, the pepperoni. They even had some cheese. I'll show cheese some love too. You know, there's nothing like a good piece of cheese pizza every yeah. now and then. But dude, sometimes those, uh, those subs like really hit. So I don't know. Those we'll cookies see. with the subs is what hits. Oh, yeah, the cookie's oh, great with it. The bag of chips, too, that comes with the chips. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, a little more variety. It's the simple things in life, man. It is. The simple things in life. But anyways, stay tuned in right here to 94.3 The Game to hear tonight's coverage of ECU against Cincinnati. Uh, or get it on out to Williams Reign and Menji's Coliseum. If you decide to do neither one of those, you can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. Our guy Patrick Johnson is going to be on the call. Also, something you can flip back and forth between uh, that and the women's game on ESPN+. Plus As the women are at Cincinnati tonight, Pirate women have been playing very well, exceeding expectations. They were picked to finish last in the conference, and they are doing really well. They've been really fun to watch this year. Good, you know, Physical, tough defense has led to a lot of offense, so they've been really good. Amaya Joyner and Danae McNeil, say their name, man. Yeah, no, that is that is big. And Those two ladies are killing it. Those two ladies are killing it. Yeah, Joyner keeps winning freshman week, obviously. Local girl went to Farmville Central. I was lucky enough to call her uh, state championship game last year. It was really fun. I, I feel, even though Ben brings it up literally every time we mention her name, I feel inclined to bring it up that she did pancake Ben in a game of, like, pickup basketball back in when they were in high school. Pick up. No, dude, she was playing, like, rec league with the boys, and she did it in a real game to Ben is what yeah, I was I thought told. it was, like, in gym class no, or something. No, I think she, Ben, like, took a charge from her and got ran over in, like, a rec league Saturday game. Oh, wow. Yeah. We oh, all so we... a whole new element of the story yeah. coming out. Yeah, but let's be honest. The, the big thing that we like to bag on Ben for, and he'll even bag on himself for it, is making a basket on his own team in the championship game. That That's a bad, yeah. No, that, that's bad. I had a teacher who did the same thing. He told me when he was a little kid, he made a basket on his own team, and it was the game that he had invited the girl to that he liked. Oh, no. like, middle school. Oh, so he, no. like, didn't know what to do. He was so embarrassed, started doing the worm down the floor. Wait, in what game was this? In a rec basketball game. He started doing the worm on yeah, the floor. Yeah, to, huh. to take off the distraction, the fact that he just made a basket on his own team. Interesting. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he was an awesome teacher. He was fun, but he's kind of weird. Well, dude. hey, you got to impress the girl some way. Exactly. The play in the game by the guy obviously didn't impress her. No. So he was like, hey, i got to pull the worm out, baby. Yeah. No, I, I do not. I do not. Uh, mute your phone. We all heard that. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah, anonymous text line. <laughs> anonymous text line. There you go. What did the anonymous text line say? Yeah, nothing important. Show? Okay, nothing important. All righty. So, you know, we mentioned to you that Pirate Basketball will be on 94.3 tonight. We want to give you some programming notes. We're going to continue to remind you about this as the time goes on. But, obviously, we have some things coming up here where we've got basketball and baseball on the same day. So, that first will be on uh, this coming up Sunday. It will happen again on Tuesday. The day next Saturday, the 25th, the day of the uh, Houston game and basketball, as well as the women's, or sorry, the sorry, women's, the baseball game against Carolina. This will, what I'm about to say will not apply because those games are far enough off in start times. And then what I'm about to say will apply once again on that final home ba- or away basketball game against UCF. That is, baseball will be here on 94.3. Basketball will only be on NCT. Uh, in the past, that's how it's been. That's how we're going to keep it. Because um, NCT, I guess, kind of, even though we say 94.3 is the flagship station, it's the 10,000 watt, or 100,000 watt, sorry, big flagship station is NCT. So they will have all the basketball games. 94.3 will have baseball if there is any overlap. So all those days that there's overlap, and that obviously starts this Sunday. Yeah, you know, it's a hectic time of the year coming up with all this approaching, but it's exciting. 
It is definitely it's exciting. exciting. It's exciting, and, and here's the reason. Obviously, pirate baseball is, is what pirate fans love, but basketball is in a new era. We're seeing them on the come up. They're on the upper trend. They are. I, I think so. Women's basketball, despite being picked to finish last, is doing phenomenal. Uh, lacrosse had their best season ever last year. If you've not gone out to see the lacrosse team, they had two games last weekend, beat Radford by 10, and then lost a heartbreaker to Navy on Sunday by 1. They are very exciting to watch. Uh, so get out and support the women's lacrosse team. They actually have a game this Saturday at noon against George Mason. So that's a game you can make it out to prior to attending Pirate Baseball or Pirate Women's Basketball that both start at 2 o'clock. And then also Pirate Softball. Uh, I'm all aboard the Shane train. It's his second year as the head coach. We saw some improvements last year. And uh, it's going to be, a, like I said, this is his second year. They went 3-2. and two over the past weekend, and their only two losses came at the hands of number 11, Virginia Tech. They are down in, uh, I believe, Conway here for the Myrtle Beach Invitational this weekend. Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. I know, I did kind of, I said that <laughs> really hick, didn't I? Uh, I kind of like stuttered and tried to save it. Myrtle by Beach. Just sound, yeah, Myrtle Beach. And then uh, they will actually have some home tournaments coming up after that, so... Uh, starting with the weekend of next weekend, the weekend of that Carolina series. So it actually works out. If you get off early on a Friday or even on Saturday, if you want to get over there early, I think you can catch a few ECU game softball games prior to getting over and seeing Pirate Baseball against North Carolina. So a lot of, lot of like Cookie said, a lot of fun things coming up. Um, it's sad basketball season's getting down to an end, but in a way it's like, but some it's of cool. that's some of the most fun parts of the season. Though. I know, yeah, the end. Oh, I'm ready for it's like the it's like the beginning of baseball, which is also another like the beginning and the end of two seasons are always some of the most hype times. It, how cool is it now? We've got basketball ending in one of the best times and the beginning of another one all like culminating together. Oh yeah, it's, awesome. it's big. March is going to be awesome. We're at March Madness. Hopefully, the Pirates can make a good run in the American Athletic Conference. I actually saw some stuff where it looks like the Pirate women might make the women's NIT. That would oh, be cool. Oh, wow. Okay. So, hey, they deserve it, man. Yeah, They've been killing it. They have been. And, and uh, you know, obviously, it's not a bottom feeder conference by any means. I mean, I know it's not the top. It's not the ACC when it comes to women's basketball, but this is still a pretty tough conference. South Florida's had a heck of a season. So, um, hopefully, the Pirates can get in some postseason play beyond the conference tournament. And then, uh, like Cookie said, a lot of baseball going up, Pirate baseball, MLB, and the World Baseball Classics this year. So that'll be fun to watch. I know Cookie's not a big baseball guy. Not a big does, one, but I respect the game. I respect he, the game. He respects it. He still loves his Pirate Oh, baseball. I love my Pirates to the end, baby. There you go. Every sport. Every sport, I love my Pirates to the end. You going to some swimming and diving meets? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, but no, I'm, I'm not ruling it out, but I, I'm just saying we'll see. Honestly, historically, I don't know how good they are this year. Our swimming and diving team in the past has actually been pretty good. Both well, didn't they, didn't they get close? I think it was during COVID. They removed like one of the teams and then reinstated them. Was yeah. that swimming or was that? Yeah, I think a... it, was, it was swimming. Okay. They, they also got rid of tennis, but I think swimming is the one that came back. I don't know if tennis came. No, tennis did come back too. Oh, well, hey. Yeah. Glad yeah. to see them reinstated. Yeah. I do like tennis. I've never been to a college tennis match, but I do like tennis. I like to watch tennis on as as you and Ben like to pick oh, yeah, on me oh, when yeah. I'm not here. Well, no, but for liking tennis. See, I like playing tennis. Uh, again, another game. Don't watch it all the time, but I respect. But but the point we brought up about you is that you're the only guy we know that will wake up like uber early in the morning, to like watch to, to, to watch it. You'll yeah. wake up at four thirty in the morning to watch this. So, you know that I can't get down with. Okay, fair enough. I respect that. I'll catch the highlights on ESPN if okay. it's at four thirty in the morning. Yeah, I get what you're saying. No, definitely makes sense. Anyways, that will about do it for our first segment here. A lot of pirate sports going on. Stay tuned with us right here, and uh, 
Scott Scooter Rogers, the voice of Pirate Baseball, will be joining us for a, a brief interview. He's got to do a little work at the basketball game tonight, but he is going to talk uh, his relationship with Jeff Charles on the other side of this timeout. Patrick Mornings and Gold Middays. Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. Right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. If you want the best steak in Eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grill Master, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's Kids Night at Moore's Barbecue. Let us take care of dinner tonight for your little ones. Every Wednesday night, kids 10 and under eat free with the purchase of an adult meal. So come into one of our five locations in Winterville, New Bern, Moorhead City, Swansboro, and Jacksonville. Bring the whole family. There's always enough great food for everyone. If it's not Moore's, it's less. This is Pirate quarterback Holt Naylor's. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They really are redefining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business no matter what size. At Dogwood, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. And yes, they are pirates. Prices are rising in almost every sector of our economy, so it's important to save any way you can. I'm Rachel Davis with Advanced Mechanical, and I'm here with some money-saving tips. Don't forget Advanced Mechanical's Comfort Club, which gives you regularly scheduled maintenance to help reduce energy bills, extend the life of your equipment, and prevent costly breakdowns. Our certified technicians will check refrigerant levels and test the airflow and output of your system. They will tighten electrical connections and hoses and look for signs of wear on key components. They will clean the unit, ensuring cleaner air in your home. Regular maintenance is key to keeping your home healthy and system working efficiently. Repairing or replacing parts now can save you money and hassle later. To join our Comfort Club or schedule service, visit advancemechnc.com or call us at 252-355-9191. Advanced Mechanical has been keeping homes and businesses comfortable for more than 30 years. Contact us at advancemechnc.com or 252-355-9191. Pirate basketball lives right here. Right here. Flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. What was 
was that, Cookie? I'm just a love machine, baby. I was not. You don't like that song? Mm, yeah. Ooh, yeah. No, that, come on. That's the best part. That is. That is. I liked that. Anyways, we're back here on the Patrick Johnson Show. I'm Philip Pilkington. That's Chris Cook. And we are now joined by the voice of Pirate Baseball, Scott Scooter Rogers. Hey, Scooter. How's it going, man? What's up, the ref? How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm just excited for another night of Pirate Basketball. I really appreciate you coming on with us here. Yeah, seriously. Like, as last minute as it was, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, guys, no problem. You know, I always enjoy coming on the show anytime and uh, appreciate y'all thinking about it. We're going to find a way to get you on more, even. I think you should be featured way more go. on here. Huh, well, I, uh, I appreciate the, the kind words. we got to get Ben back, though. I, hey, I hear he, Ben might be back by Friday. He told me he was feeling a little better. He did say he would be back by Friday for baseball, so that's good. Nice. That's good to hear. There we go. Yeah, we've had Ben out for a while, but good to hear that he's doing better. Patrick's back now, finally. He was, he was a little under the weather last week. But anyway, Skidder, we'll get right into it. Obviously, with you growing up as a kid here in Greenville, um, you know, when did you first start listening to Jeff, and kind of what did he mean to you when you were, you know, when you were a young kid? I really started listening to him probably in the in the late 2000s, which would have been, you know, around, I was probably seven or eight years old right in that time frame, and uh, you know, he was a big part of, of why I became an ECU fan. And, you know, listening to him when, you know, and of course, back then, you know, there was hardly no games on TV back in that range. So that was your thing. You had to listen to the radio broadcast for the majority of games. And, you know, being with him and, and really getting into sports, you know, he was he was the reason I wanted to be a broadcaster, just listening to him growing up and, you know, getting the chance to, to work with him for the past year and, and meet him was was a really cool opportunity. So, what was it about Jeff that kind of stuck out to you? You mentioned that he wanted, you know, he was the reason you kind of got into it. Was there was it something about his voice, or was it just your love for the Pirates? I mean, what was it that kind of that reached out to you? I think it was a little bit of both. Um, you know, I think really the my love for the Pirates is what is what really got it going. But after really listening to him and realizing how great of a broadcaster he was, and you know, you really didn't. I, I really didn't realize how good of a broadcaster he was until I until I started getting older and and everything. But you know, it was really a combination of those two things. Yeah, what I thought kind of set Jeff apart, and you listened to him way more than I did, obviously, with you being from the air. So correct me if if I'm wrong. But you know, when you think of guys like Vince Scully, who's just got stats, you know, galore up on the opposing team, even. It, that's kind of what set Jeff apart. He could make the most boring game entertaining. Even if he, you know, scurried a little bit away from talking about the game, he found a way to talk about, you know, this kid from Cincinnati, his, you know, some story about his brother being a basketball player. Something. His Jeff's stat knowledge was just, I thought, was second to none. That's a skill that not all broadcasters have, too, that ability to, like, make something that's not that entertaining entertaining just by your take on it. Yeah. That you mentioned, yeah, he was very good at. Yeah, he was, and you know, that was that was one thing that you know I wish I could be as good at. As he was. Oh come but, on, uh, man, you are good at that. It, it, it was, yeah. I mean, it's it's really cool how how he was able to take so many interesting things and put that spin on them and be able to tell that story because as as most people know, you know, there are there are downsides or downtime, I should say, on broadcast and. You know, filling air is a very, very difficult thing, and and that was one of the many things that Jeff did such a wonderful job at. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, once again, if you're tuning in the Patrick Johnson show, we are doing a uh, an extended pregame or extended Patrick Johnson show slash pregame version. We are joined by Scooter here talking about Jeff as we're remembering Jeff today. Uh, big day pirate basketball tonight, taking on Cincinnati, be the first men's game without Jeff on the call. Um, Scooter, what was it like? You know, you mentioned that he was a colleague of yours. So you looked up to somebody, you know, your whole life or for the better part of your whole life. And then what was it like for you when you kind of were able to shake his hand, look him in the eye and be like, you know, we're, we're in a way we're equals because he was the voice of pirate basketball and football. And there you are as the voice of pirate baseball. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a little story about when the first time I met Jeff, it was it was probably late in the day of the day it was announced that I had gotten the ECU baseball job last year. And I got a text late that night from Jeff saying, hey, you know, this is Jeff Charles. You know, welcome aboard to the team. Would love to take you to lunch one day. Let me know what your, your schedule is like. And, you know, me being, you know, having all the emotion from that day and then seeing that text, you know, I've. I, I completely freaked out because it was it was the fan coming out of me saying, "Oh my God, Jeff Charles just just texted me," um, and that was really cool. But we 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 had lunch that day at the Scullery downtown Greenville, and you know, walking in there that day and and shaking his hand and introducing myself to him was was something that I will obviously never forget. But that day was was so cool on so many levels because you know we just, we didn't really even talk about about broadcast or anything we just talked about ourselves and and how he came up through the broadcasting ranks and how i got my start on doing things and you know we, we really just sat there and, and got to know each other and from from that day on you know we we really became pretty close friends over the past year and uh you know it was really cool to be able to to work with him and also be able to become friends with with someone that you had looked up to for your whole life you know, it's that's the one part of your story there that kind of seems like it's everybody we've had on over the last two days. It's all kind of the same. It's like the first time I met Jeff, it was surreal. But then once you got to know him, he really was just a normal guy and like how nice he was and how much even for people who really are, you know, big fans, the way he treated people. Yes, he was a good broadcaster and, and we all love to listen to him. But the man that he was and how much he just enjoyed talking to different people and getting to know different people, I thought is kind of what set him apart because there's so many people and, you know, we know it all being in the industry now. And, and it's this way in every industry, but there's so many people that are the top dogs. And then, you know, once they take the headset off, they kind of, you know, they're they're a little high on themselves, and, and that Jeff was definitely not that way. I thought at all. No, he was not. And you know, he one thing that was always so cool about him was he always wanted to help. You know, he anytime I would ask him for advice or you know w- what I could do better on the baseball broadcast, and even this year getting started with basketball, uh, you know, he he never ever hesitated to help someone. Um, you know, he did, he did the same thing with, with Corey Glore when he was here. You know, I've talked, I've talked with Corey a whole bunch after, after this happened. And, uh, you know, he shared a lot of the many stories as well with how he met Jeff and how, you know, he would always help. He never, ever wanted a broadcaster to do a bad job. And, you know, for someone with so many years of experience and for, for someone like that, you know, they don't have to do that. They don't have to help a young broadcaster, but, he did it because he cared, and and that was just one of the many, many great things about 
not the broadcaster Jeff Charles, but about the person Jeff Charles. Yeah, and I want to commend you for uh, getting through the the women's game Sunday that we did uh, as well as you did and well composed as you did because I know that that had to be a really hard moment for you being there, especially during the moment of silence, like very first broadcast without him. Major props to you for being able to hold it together and be so professional uh, during something like that. Well, thank you. And it was, uh, the, you know, I would say probably the toughest part of that was when we first came on the year with our pregame show and, you know, we kind of did our, our really mo- our small memorial for him and, you know, just, just talking about how, how much he meant to me and getting, uh, Coach Maloney Stoltz, who's been joining us on the women's broadcast this year. And, uh, it was really special, but it, it, but I appreciate you saying that because it was, it was definitely very emotional to get through those first couple of minutes. And, uh, you know, as Jeff would want, you know, as, as soon as that game started, it was like any other broadcast and it was time to go to work. Yeah, no, I, I definitely could see that in him, that professionalism, as much as he uh, appreciates, I'm sure, or would appreciate all the kind words we're saying about him once tip-off happens. Oh, when it was work. time to turn it on, he would turn it on, yeah. yeah he was, man. He he was such a professional. But anyways, Scooter, I know you can't stay with us too much longer because I know you've got some obligations when it comes to tonight's basketball game. So just uh, one more, if we could, get uh, one more quick thought uh, going forward. we got Pirate Baseball this weekend. Uh, how excited are you, and what are your thoughts on Pirate Baseball this year? Yeah, very excited about this weekend. Uh, hopefully the weather will hold off for Friday so we can have a good start on Friday afternoon but uh, very excited about this year's club you know I've said it to to multiple people about how deep this pitching staff is going to be this year and how many you know how much experience I believe we're going to have on that offensive side of the ball as well and uh, it's going to be a fun season I I think that's I think that's pretty much evident with this year and uh, you know there's there's so much more about this season that's different from last year especially at the start you know you don't have so many distractions off the field as you did from last year and uh i think that played obviously a huge component in the way the team started last season but you know this year i I, you know hopefully get off to a great start and if you could get you know at least obviously two or three from george washington this weekend obviously hopefully a sweep heading into the campbell and north carolina games next week and I think that would obviously be a, a huge thing for this team to get off to a great start. No, I, I definitely agree with you. I think there it is a little more uh, structured this year from the pitching rotation to the off-the-field distractions and uh, everything else. But we will, fingers crossed, and pray for good weather. You got one more thing, Cookie? Do you got a game you're looking forward to the most that we need to keep our eyes on this season? Um, You know, obviously that, that series coming up against North Carolina is going to be you know, really a, a huge series to start the year, not just for East Carolina, but for North Carolina as well. You know, right now, two of, they're really two of the three top programs in the state and two of the three, it, you know, two of the top programs in, in all of college baseball right now. And, you know, obviously we're, East Carolina is going to want a, a little bit of revenge from last year because, you know, losing that series two out of three last year was left, I would say, a bitter taste in their mouth. And, uh, you know, and just going back on this series as well, it's such a great series, not only just for college baseball, for the state of North Carolina as well, to be able to do that traveling series that they do where, you know, you rotate back and forth during the series. Um, I think that's one of the, the coolest things about that series. But, uh, you know, I would say early season games, that would be 
really the the biggest series in the early part of the season. And then once you start looking into the later part of the year, you know, there's obviously some big midweek games, you know, like North Carolina State in that kind of time frame. But conference-wise, you know, right now it looks like UCF and Houston are going to be two of the top teams in the conference. And so kind of circling those series throughout conference play, I think right now are going to be two of the big ones once you get into the later half of the season. No, I definitely agree with you on those. And I like what you're saying, too, about the Carolina thing. I think it's added a little bit more now that we play them on the weekend, and we can do that, you know, where, you know, one team gets two home games as opposed to a midweek game that just doesn't have the same, uh, you know, oomph about it. But anyways, we know you've got to get into Williams Arena Menji's Coliseum. So, Scooter, we really appreciate you being on with us today. Thank you so much, seriously, for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Thanks for uh, having me on. And I'm sure I will talk to both of you at some point this coming weekend. Sounds good. Sounds good. See you Friday, Scooter. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks. All right, and there goes Scooter. Uh, he's on his way to the Win- Williams Arena Menji's Coliseum. We hope you guys are as well, and we hope if you're not, you can stay with us right here on 94.3 The Game for today's broadcast. Yep, so, good, good. and uh, don't forget next segment, News of the Day, baby. News of the Day of coming the day. up. Uh, we're going to talk Tiger, talk Daytona 500 qualifying, Jimmy Johnson and returning. We're, we're posing an interesting question that we're even con- that we're going to open up the phone lines in case someone has like a hot take or something on this. Philip, where, we, where we're bringing the people. Yeah, so we're going to talk about, I uh, don't know if you saw it, actually I think it broke yesterday, that uh, Greg Olson will be losing his uh, job. Not totally, he will be being demoted as Tom Brady will take over for the uh, as the number one Fox analyst on NFL football starting in 2024 as Brady's going to take them one year off. So we were going to talk a little bit about that. Yep. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. Atavola in Greenville is your local marketplace. Atavola offers diverse menu selections, casual lunches, and family meals ready to go. At Atavola, they specialize in the creative use of fresh ingredients, seasonal menu selections, and fun culinary creations that will satisfy even the pickiest taste buds. Treat yourself to lunch or dinner at Atavola, and make sure to join them in the bar on Saturdays from 4 to 11 with friends to enjoy the limited menu that includes many of your favorites. Atavola, Red Banks Road, Greenville. Let's face it, that old reliable of yours just isn't that reliable anymore. So why take chances? Carmart of Greenville approves everyone with no credit check. Down payments as low as $1,000 and payments as low as $59 a week. Plus, you can pay your car off in less time. All vehicles come with a 30-day, 1,000-mile warranty and 25-point inspection. Carmart of Greenville. Highway 13 on Robertson Lane beside the Greenville Auto Auction. Let's face it, shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. That's why when it comes to auto, home, and life insurance needs, make things simple and trust the experts at Allstate. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your life, home, and auto policies. Bundling saves you money, sure, but it also saves you time, so you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact Greenville Allstate agent Derek Perry today at 252-758-8886. Are you in good hands? 
It's time to travel again, and it's time to enjoy the convenience of flying from Pitt Greenville Airport. Reservations are available now at AA.com. Whether you're flying for business or leisure, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte and then anywhere on the map. You can't beat the convenience of parking right next to the terminal and the short lines at ticketing and security. For your next trip, check out the great rates offered at AA.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport. Everybody's talking about regenerative medicine now because people who have joint pain are getting real lasting relief without drugs, without surgery. It's Patrick Johnson here, QC Kinetics, the nation's number one leader in this exciting treatment. They use highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. If you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or from injury, you need to call QC Kinetics. Don't assume that steroids and surgery are your only option. Times have changed, and regenerative medicine can get you moving again with no downtime. Stop taking the pain meds. Discover this remarkable alternative that pro athletes have been using for years. Don't put this off any longer. Spring is coming, and you want to enjoy all that life has to offer. Get a free consultation with local medical professionals. QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. See right. Pirate Baseball lives right here. Go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Welcome back in to the Patrick Johnson Show. Patrick is doing ESPN Plus tonight for East Carolina and Cincinnati, which can be heard right here on 94.3 The Game. I'm Philip Pilkington. That is Chris Cook across the way. Woo! Don't even need the sound bite. I'll just do it myself. He's got got it down himself for sure. (laughs) So we're going to get into some of these headlines. And the first one we're going to read is is one that we would appreciate if you would call and give your input on. Even if we start talking about the other stuff, you can call. Yeah, because I don't know how I feel about this. Honestly. Yeah. So right now, the headline is, as we know, Brady says he's taking a year off. So starting in 2024, Brady will be the lead analyst on Fox for NFL games, meaning he will be the, with Kevin Burkhart, usually the 425 game, which will move Greg Olson down to the second guy. Olson will go from making $10 million a year to $3 million a year, and they will not only pay Brady Olson's old salary, they're going to pay him $375 million over the next 10 years, meaning that is $37.5 million a year. Okay, so, wait, you were going to say something else? Well, what I was going to say is, and I was going to ask you this, Cookie, would you be more inclined to watch the Fox 425 game, which is usually the only game on anyways, if Brady is being the analyst as opposed to Greg Olson, who Brady, we don't even know if he's going to be good, and Olson's done a heck of a job, I think. Yeah, see, this is the problem. I'm going to say yes to your question for about the first three games. If I hear, like, there's two slates of games, one on uh, CBS, one on Fox, and Brady, and it's, and I'm like, I've never heard Tom Brady on commentary before or anything like that, and you're saying, okay, the game on Fox, he's going to be one of the guys on there instead of Greg Olson. For those first one or two games, would that make me more inclined to watch the Fox broadcast? Yes. But I think that is going to die out. And I, I I don't think it's just me. I think this speaks like the same for a lot of people, where that initial shock of like, oh, it's Tom Brady, and he's like now a color guy or a commentator. Like, this is great. That's going to fade out. And I'm 
I've never heard n- none of us have ever heard what he sounds like doing this. That that's another huge problem. Greg Olson has proved that he knows what he's doing. I think he's great at it. Yeah, I think he is too. But in my thing is, so I get what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with you, but they're paying him 27.5 million more dollars a year than they would pay Greg Olson in that role. Is there a return on investment there? I say no because if you know, every other week he will have the 425 game of the week. You know, CBS gets a doubleheader one week, Fox gets it the next week. If they're the Fox doubleheader game at 425, most people only get that game anyways. Yeah, right. You might mm-hmm. get a CBS 405 game, but what that means is that's probably your local team. You're on the West Coast, so, you know, that's when, you know, if you live in L.A., you're getting Chargers and the Jets, and the only people that are going to watch are Chargers fans anyways. Right. So my thing is, I don't see the return on investment. And I'm okay if eventually he takes Olsen's job, but I think he should at least have a year to prove. I mean, we've seen some guys. Look at when Jason Witten got in the booth. Oof. Uh, yeah, I think I – okay, so th- this is how I know that was bad, right? Um, I don't think I, like, remember hearing him, like, live doing it, but I do remember seeing, like, compilations on Instagram and YouTube of, like, bad moments, you know, or, like, cringy. So I, that's when it was like, okay, yeah, this was bad. Yeah, I mean, he was the Monday night football guy, and it was horrible. And no disrespect to Jason, he's a heck of a football player. I've heard he's a great guy. But one of his talents was not being a commentator, and it may be this way with Brady. And even if it's not, I understand eventually you want the bigger name. You eventually probably just by default give him the job if he's not abysmal but like i said the first year i mean olsen people have been raving about how good he did in the nfc championship game raving about how good he did in the super bowl and maybe i'm a little biased because i'm a panthers fan and he played for my team but don't get me wrong i've always loved tom brady and i want to see him succeed i want to see him do good but i think fox paying a guy 27 million 27.5 million more dollars a year and demoting a guy who's done as good as he possibly could do is just not a return on investment. I don't see where they're actually going to make more money, going to be able to charge more for commercials because it's Tom Brady. Yeah, Maybe they will. I re- but, no, I really don't think so. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, the TV contracts are already negotiated. So it's not like you're actually, you know, next time, what are you going to use the leverage? Well, we've got Tom Brady. I mean, the... Commercials, they don't care. The TV networks, they don't really care when it comes to these deals. What they care about is how, I, I would how many say people they, are list watching. Yeah, and I think the thing that's going to control that is purely how good the game is or what two teams are playing. The the announcer, I'm sorry, is not going to like influence someone watching. Key thing you said there, the two teams playing. Look, usually this 425 game, you know, out of the what Fox gets it what nine times a year or whatever. You know, five or six of those, you got the Packers or the Cowboys. Guess what? There's Packer and Cowboy fans everywhere. They're going to watch the game. Right the here. Times that it, yeah, exactly. You don't even know where Wisconsin is on a map, but you're a Packers fan. Oh, yeah, you know it. I'm not making funny. I don't know where Wisconsin is on a map either. Cheeseheads, baby. I love cheese. But <laughs> And then the other games, they're still going to be big-name teams. They're going to be good teams. And then the weeks that they're the 1 o'clock game, well, if you get their game at 1, you might watch it. But there's a good chance your team's playing at one anyway, so you're probably not even going to get that game yeah. if you have another Fox game. And if you don't, if that is your Fox game, still, that means your team's probably playing on CBS in that local market if you live in the same market. And like Chris said, it's all going to come down to who's playing the game. Yeah, and so I think a smarter way to go about this, 
But this poses the problem of I don't know if Brady would even like be interested in doing this. I think they should put him on one of those pre or post game shows, see how he does. If he totally kicks the butt out of Olsen and you know he's obviously got the name value added on. If, if he does great and it looks like it's going to work out, then do it. Hey, we'll slap the money on it. Like we'll demote this guy. But they're they have no idea how he's going to do. Yeah, that's the one thing. And I know we've already hit on this, but I'm just saying that's the one thing that makes this like unbelievable to me and where I'm going to support Olsen is like you're demoting a guy proven, done well. People are even saying how good he's doing, which I mean, for the commentators, what I said, of course, yeah. I was agreeing with you, which for the commentators, if let's be honest, if someone's talking about the commentators, it's about how bad they're doing. Yeah, they so, very, very seldomly compliment. Yeah, it's a, and so this is a guy is getting complimented, is proven, people love him, and you're demoting it over someone that's never done it. Yeah, I, I don't know. And a $7 million pay cut out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, heck, if you've got 20 or $37.5 million to throw at Brady, at least give Olsen his payment. I yeah, mean, right. If I'm not mistaken, the cut in pay that he's taking will be more than the money he's getting, right? Well, yeah, he's going to go from making $10 million to $3 million. Yeah, it's a, the oh, wow. That's just – Brady's not that good, man. He's that good of a quarterback, but you're not paying him to play quarterback. Yeah, you're paying him to talk. I, I think this is a bad move. I really do. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just a bonehead move by Fox. I hope, in a way, because it's a bonehead move, I'm like, I kind of want to like wish bad on him, say it blows up in your face. But then I don't want to see Brady fail. I really don't. Oh, no, I but hope he does great. I hope he does great, but I just, I don't know. Anyways, that, that's all I've got for it. Any final thoughts for you, Chris, before we move on? To yeah, I'm saying stuff? if what they're trying to do is bring more people in in the commercial market and whatever, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, that will work for maybe three games. But then it's going to it's gonna die down right after that. The, the shock value of Tom Brady's calling this game is going to die out so quickly that it's not even going to be worth it. Yep, I agree. Anyways, so we will now move on from that. Um, glad we see we're on the same page on that one. Um, Tiger Woods will compete in the Genesis Open tomorrow. First sanctioned tournament he has competed in since the 2022 Open Championship, which he had to withdraw from. Or sorry, from the he did not compete in the open. He never even got there. I was thinking he was going to compete and didn't even compete. He was cut. Sorry, I'm I'm looking at two different things. He was cut from the U.S. Open. He withdrew from the PGA Championship. I think the DraftKings website wrote this wrong. It says that he uh, appeared yeah, in the 2022 blame Open, but yeah, it's not. He did not appear in the 2022 Open Championship. But anyways, first. Um, tournament for tiger woods since last year he was sidelined with plantar fasciitis which knock on wait whoa, 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 what, what is that have. it's the thing that uh peyton had his final year uh, in denver it's where and it's wait a, say the name of this again plantar fasciitis huh it's where Never the plantar fascia which is on the bottom of your foot is like it's a tendon i think and it's ripping away from the bone and it causes excruciating pain you know, my mom had it it kept oh, running for a while uh peyton had it like i said that final year in denver that was why brock osweiler played so many games so tiger he's gonna be back i would like to see him do well the 47 year old um man he's only 47 i feel like he should be older than that this i, guy was I thought he was like 55 this guy was one in majors in the mid 90s but anyways how he, was he when he won like some of his first ones his first masters he won in 97 and he was born i wasn't even born then in 75 so he was 22 okay makes sense but still anyways the guy who has 82 pga tour wins most all time and uh how many total wins does he have let's see 110 total professional wins 15 major championships tiger woods we play in the genesis open uh i have to say um I, I watch golf a decent amount but sometimes at this point in the season just with other stuff going on college baseball and stuff i'm 
not as intrigued to watch the Thursday and Friday stuff, but I might turn it on tomorrow and see how Tiger's going doing. What do you think? See, I really don't watch a lot of golf, but even I might do that. There's two people I love in golf, uh, Tiger Woods, and then I do love someone more than him, purely personality. Can you guess who it is? Like John Daly? Yeah, yes, sir. Oh, my god. That's goodness. my man. That is my man, John Daly, man. No love for HV3? Oh yeah, no, you see, I got yo. You know, I support the Pirates till the end. But uh, John Daly, man, what a guy! No, it, for sure. Um, he said his coach in college, right? Or it might have been high school. I can't remember. It's been a long time. He said his coach uh, wanted him to lose weight, and so he put him on smoking cigarettes, thinking that that would make him lose weight. <laughs> I don't know if that's like really old person like medicine or like thought process or something but and he said he's been addicted to cigarettes ever since that and i was like what kind of like th- th- that was just ridiculous you know there was like this thing that he supposedly would in one round would smoke like two packs of cigarettes and drink 12 coca-colas in one round oh he said he drank like 36 diet cokes a day <laughs> diet specifically diet coke. oh my yeah. goodness john daly what a guy that the guy pants, is man the personality everything, everything love everything about him that is that's my dude yep Alrighty, moving on to our next uh, headline here. The Panthers have hired a new passing game coordinator, a guy I've never heard of named Parks Frazier. He was the interim offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts in 2022 after Frank Reich let go, was let go, excuse me, and he was the assistant quarterbacks coach uh, under Frank Reich as well as the uh, offensive quality control guy in 2020. He actually spent some time as the assistant to the head coach there as well that was i kind of read his resume backwards going from most recent to least recent so he has spent the last five or so years with frank reich he is 31 years old have you ever heard of parks frazier i haven't i think it's a cool first name that maybe not a cool first name but just where you're like huh parks that's interesting yeah odd name but i want to hear your opinion on it being a panthers fan because that changes i mean me just being an objective like air quotes journalist like i can give my opinion on it all day but i want to hear from someone that's actually like invested in this from a fan perspective yeah so he's been the offensive quality con- control coach i don't know they've they've invented coaches names of the lot you got the passing game coordinator quality control. oh they'll give anybody a job I, I don't even know what these things exactly mean but the fact that he's worked under reich and i think the panthers need offense that's their biggest thing they need a quarterback they need consistency in the offense so frank reich is an offensive minded guy but he still has to oversee the whole team so i like that he's bringing in someone with him that has been through a quarterback carousel has had to do it with multiple different quarterbacks and then also um you know with that being said has has worked with frank i mean he's only 31 years old so he's probably got that new mindset of uh you know and, you know, not that I'm trying to get rid of the old ways, but, you know, it's a passing game nowadays. So I like to see a guy who is, you know, worked with him because chemistry means a lot. He's bringing in a lot of guys. Now, you can't have worked with everybody, but he's bringing in a handful of guys that he hasn't worked with. And I think bringing in a young guy that he has can, can only be a benefit to the team. Was it him or Tepper that said they want to get, like, the good old boys out of – do you know what I'm talking about? I I remember that. It must have been Tepper. Okay. We're bringing back Don Capers and Jim Codwell. We're bringing back some well, good well, old boys. But see, I've got memories of Don Capers in Green Bay, and those are not some great memories. I'll sit here and tell you that right now. True, but he was the former Panthers coach. That was a, he wasn't, yeah. really, wasn't good memories when he was a Panthers coach either, trust me. Yeah, but, well, yeah. I hope it was better than the Green Bay memories, yeah. I'll tell you well, that. Hey, we, when, when you're in 01, when he was the head coach, when um, – when I'm pretty sure. Let me let me confirm this before I say it. It's like a moron that he was the coach. Um, 
Sorry, I should have been a little more prepared. But um, when he was the coach in Carolina is what I want to confirm here. That he was, wow, he's got such a big, yeah, oh no, 95 through 98, never mind, I was getting him confused with somebody else. Anyways, no, he was the head coach, the inaugural head coach of the Carolina Panthers, and did get us to an NFC Championship game in his first season, so that actually, or sorry, in his second season, so that was a a solid Not a bad resume, not a bad resume. But yeah, he was y'all's defensive coordinator there for eight seasons, Um, so yeah. All I think about, man, the 2015 NFC Championship. That's all I think about. Well, I was. What do you think? With the Seahawks, man, that the defense just totally crapped the game away. Or the fact that you guys can't recover an onside kick without it going off your head. But yeah, no, th- th- we shouldn't have even wound up in that situation. It is true. I remember. So it's funny. My mom's kind of like she's like a closet Green Bay fan because she like oh she likes how the, she mom, likes how the, she likes how like the fans on the team they have nice fans and everything so she like pulls for them if the Panthers aren't in it and I remember when you guys left the first session I'm like you guys are good as long as like the onside kick that like bounce off somebody's head and go up in the air and Seattle recovered it that's what happened man she yelled at me it was funny that was bad to watch live it genuinely was yeah yeah so anyways yeah so I guess I I like the hire of this Parks guy um, Parks Frazier. Don't know a lot about him. Don't know you, a lot about him. But you think it, but... it's a good move, though. Yeah, I think it is. Like I said, getting somebody in there. What are you um... thinking about, like the staff, like as a whole that he's been? Because he's been bringing in a lot of people, or at least the organization has. He has. It's gonna. It's gonna see. It's gonna be interesting to see how it all comes together. I, like I said, I'm optimistic about it, but uh, they've all got to come together, and uh, so I, it's hard for me to give you a. I guess my thing is I like. It. I like it till I don't. Would be. The I answer. got you. So okay. right now I'm optimistic. So, anyways, uh, we got time for uh, we'll go one more headline. Daytona 500 qualifying tonight. Uh, 36 chartered drivers will be in the field. The six guys that will be trying to get in on time, two of which will do tonight. The other four will have to race their way into the duels tomorrow. Chandler Smith, uh, up and coming now, Chevrolet driver just got bought from Toyota in the off season. Will be doing an open entry for Colleg Racing, their third entry. Um, as I scroll through here, looking for the other drivers, Zane Smith will get a start at Front Row Motorsports or try to get a start. He is scheduled to run seven cup races this season, including the Great American Race, if he can get in. Connor Daly, that's an interesting injury. Entry he is entering for the money team. Uh, that's the one owned by Floyd Mayweather. So I know. I'm not I'm not a huge Mayweather fan, but. That's cool. Yeah, so IndyCar guy, Connor Daly, 31 years old, had some success in his young IndyCar career. We're going to see if he can make the show. He did run the Charlotte Roval last year, so he does have one cup race under his belt. Austin Hill, another young up-and-coming driver, drives for Richard Childress Racing in the Xfinity Series. He will be driving for Beard Motorsports. And then the last two entries, these are the interesting guys. I'm going to first mention one that's totally a NASCAR guy, and then I want, I want to, Chris, I want your... If you know anything about the second guy, we'll okay. bring it up. So first, Jimmy Johnson, two-time Daytona 500 winner, seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion, will be racing and trying to get in tonight, at least on speed, for the new legacy motor or new branded Legacy Motor Club, formerly known as Petty Motorsports. Kind of weird not to have Petty in the name anymore, but obviously, hopefully, Jimmy Johnson can get in. And then the final guy, this was the only reason, I know you're not a motorsports guy, but this was a name growing up for us. Okay. Does the name Travis Pastrana ring a bell for you? He, I mean, he was the evil Knievel of our generation. This guy was like first guy to ever land a backflip on a dirt bike. He's like done a front flip in a, in a car. I mean, does that I, name ring I, a bell Honestly, the first thing that popped in my head was how close his last name sounds to Pastrami. Okay. 
No, it's so, not, no. Okay. No, Anyways, Travis Pastrana will try and qualify for the Daytona 500. Wait, wait. Are you talking about the dude that was on, like, Ridiculousness and stuff? He probably uh, on MTV. Was. Yeah, okay. I know yeah. exactly who you're talking this about. This dude, yes. this dude, anything with a motor, he's done it. I, I, know, mean, I literally know exactly who you're talking about. Snowmobiles. Yes. He's doing that. cars. He's, yeah, he's done a few Xfinity races back in the day. He's going to try and make the Daytona 500 tonight. Huh, I mean, this okay. guy was a super cross rider back in the day. He had a big rivalry with Brian Deegan, who is... Uh, now a uh, his daughter Haley is running in the truck series. He's the first guy to ever win freestyle gold medal at X Games on a dirt bike. He actually won it the first three years in San Francisco. The first year he already had it won, and on the final run he went off a jump and th- jumped and threw himself and his bike into the uh, into the uh, harbor into the bay uh-huh. in yeah. San Francisco. I mean, I'm almost crazy. I'm almost positive he had a show, or at least he was on a show on MTV. Uh... And that like linked over to where like Rob Deerdick like started yeah, having I'm him on, sure. and that's I, I how I found out. I can't confirm he had him. a show, but it would not surprise me. Like I said, this guy, it's he's that kind of guy, totally extreme sports athlete. You know, anything with an ignition and a and a, and a throttle, he's he knows snowmobiles, how to do it, yeah. uh-huh. rally cars. Like I said, dirt bikes. Dude is crazy, and it would be really cool to see him run the Great American Race. Anyways, on the bat on the other side of this timeout, we will be back to wrap it up here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Do you ever talk to yourself about where to eat today, and then you hear, Warren's hot dogs. Then you're thinking, yeah, two hot dogs, chips, and a drink for only six twenty-five would be awesome. Warren's hot dogs. And maybe some homemade lemonade, perhaps a pizza or a sub, and definitely an apple or peach turnover. Warren's hot dogs. Don't overthink where to eat today. Go to Warren's Hot Dogs in Greenville across from Ron Ayers or in Chocowinity next to the fire station. Warren's Hot Dogs, serving the Pirate Nation since 1991. Go Pirate. Urgent Care Down East in Washington understands that when you're sick or injured, you want relief fast without having to make an appointment. Locally owned and operated, Urgent Care Down East, located in the Washington Square Mall, provides rapid COVID testing, flu testing, on-site x-rays, DOT physicals, sports physicals for all ages, and much more with no appointment needed. Urgent Care Down East accepts insurance and has competitive cash pricing. Call 623-2000 or visit their website, urgentcaredowneast.com, to get the care you need. Hi, Bobby. Hey, Sarah. The usual. This is the last time I'm coming here for coffee. I'm on a budget now. One sec. Cold brew for Blake. It's Jake from State Farm. Sarah, don't give up what you love. State Farm has policy options to get you a surprisingly great rate. Good. I need my iced oat milk latte with caramel and cinnamon on top. Girl, me too. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. In a world where a single touch can threaten the surfaces of your home, there's Microband 24. Just one spray bites bacteria all day. Bacteria incoming. Shields up, defenders. When used as directed, Microband 24 sanitizing spray forms a defensive shield that keeps killing 99.9% of bacteria for up to 24 hours. Touch after touch. Threat eliminated. Microban 24. Don't just sanitize it. Microban it. Now spraying in a store near you. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. 
Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. Let's face it, that old reliable of yours just isn't that reliable anymore. So why take... Chances. Carmart of Greenville approves everyone with no credit check. Down payments as low as $1,000 and payments as low as $59 a week. Plus, you can pay your car off in less time. All vehicles come with a 30-day, 1,000-mile warranty and 25-point inspection. Carmart of Greenville, Highway 13 on Robson Lane beside the Greenville Auto Auction. Like us on Facebook for breaking sports stories and the latest from around the Pirate Nation. Oh, absolutely. That's 94.3 The Game's Facebook page. Like us and follow us there today. Welcome back into the Patrick Johnson Show as we wrap up the show portion and lead you into our local pregame coverage for basketball, which I will be on. And, uh, Cookie, you got to head over to the arena. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Pirate basketball, let's go! Pirate basketball against Cincinnati. The Pirates looking to bounce back. Uh, lost Cincinnati early in the season, but they did win their most recent game 11 days ago. Anyways, Patrick will be back tomorrow. And uh, he'll have some guests on. One of them will be Adam Gold to talk about the stadium series. Uh, that would be a fun game to go to. I always thought it would be fun to go to an outdoor hockey game. Any last thoughts, Cookie? Get seconds. well, be- get better soon, Ben Byron. That's all I'm going to say. You go. If you're listening, Ben, hope you feel better. R.I.P. Uh, Jeff Charles. Uh, yep. Rest in peace. For sure. All righty, everybody. Uh, stay tuned with us. We will be doing the local pregame show here in a few seconds and take it over to Network. This is about you, your family and the health of all who live in eastern North Carolina. This is about the transformation of a health system into something more powerful and more human, about creating new ways to treat disease and keep you well. This is about ECU Health, which is to say, it's really all about you.